Coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field, it's the Derek Izzy Show. Making history his story, Derek Izzy. You are listening to the Derek Izzy Show. Welcome back for another month of a great podcast. First thing I want to do is thank all the listeners out there. For keeping the show going, it's your loyalty and your willingness to download the episode every month and to visit the sponsors of our show, as well as making donations to the show. It's all greatly appreciated, so I want to thank you for that. Please, if you get a chance, write a five-star review. You can write a review on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. Let us know how much you enjoy the show. It goes a long way getting the show noticed and spreading the word. Tell all your friends and family. Because now it's time for the topic of today's podcast. It was Halloween, October 31st, 1974. An eight-year-old boy is rushed to the hospital with stomach pains. Arriving at the hospital, he's rushed into the ER. On a stretcher, he's laying there foaming at the mouth. What happened? The child begins convulsing and vomiting. And then he goes limp. Never to move again. The child had been complaining about stomach pains. Asking for help from his parents before they took him to the hospital. But there was nothing they could do at the hospital and the child would die. Born on October 19, 1944, the topic of our podcast lived in Texas. He and his wife had two children, and he worked as an optician at Texas State Optical. He was a deacon at the Second Baptist Church. He also sang in the church choir and ran a local bus program. He seemed to have his life together looking in from the outside, a family man, church-going, strong family values, this loving father would have a secret to hide. As you dig a little bit deeper behind the scenes, you see that he carried some debt. How much debt? Well, it was $100,000 in debt. Over the last 10 years, this family man had trouble holding down a job. He had worked for 21 different companies over the previous 10 years. He seemed to have a track record for getting fired for some type of integrity issue, suspected of stealing money, fraud, negligence, you name it. If it had to do with integrity, he was accused of it and fired from the job. This family man had defaulted on several bank loans. Their house was being foreclosed on. And next would be their car loan going into default. 
But those debt problems would not stop this family man from taking his children out trick-or-treating on Halloween night. Because this was a time to get away from all his problems, enjoy some family time with the kids. So he would take his two children trick-or-treating along with the neighbor family. And they wanted to go trick-or-treating where they could get some good candy. One of the houses they stopped at did have the lights out, but it was the home of an air traffic controller who was not home at the time, but they stopped at his house anyway. With nobody being home, the children went on to the next house. The topic of our podcast kind of stayed behind, only to catch up with everyone else later. As he caught up with the children, he handed them the candy that he said came from the the house with the lights out where the air traffic controller lived. This treat was pixie sticks. I don't know if any of you have eaten pixie sticks before, but, you know, you rip the end off and then you just basically drink them. It's a sugary treat. Kind of a fun candy for the kids during Halloween. The oldest child, he kind of struggled to get the pixie stick open because it was sealed by a staple. So the father helped him with it and he downed it just like any child would, excited to eat this candy. He complained that it did taste kind of bitter, but that was okay. But this innocent child had no idea what was going to happen next. When the family returned home from trick-or-treating, the father put his kids to bed. The oldest child, Timmy, he was complaining that he didn't feel good. His stomach kind of hurt him. The father tucked him in and bid him good night. Little Timmy would continue to complain of stomach pains. He started to vomit. Things got so bad, the father had no choice but to rush him to the hospital. Upon arriving at the hospital, little Timmy would die, and this would begin the investigation of what happened to little Timmy. Police first questioned the father. The father told them about the pixie sticks that came from the house where the air traffic controller lived. And the air traffic controller was the suspect. Police went to question the air traffic controller, but they found that he had an alibi. He was actually at work when the trick-or-treating happened. So there's no way he could have handed out these poisonous pixie sticks to the children. Police were baffled. The father was adamant that somebody at that house had handed them the pixie sticks, but he never actually saw the face of the man. He only saw his arm, and he described his arm as being hairy. Without a detailed description, police were kind of lost. During their investigation, they started looking in to the father as a potential suspect, as well as the mother. They had the father retrace the steps of everything they did that Halloween night, but it just didn't add up. They started looking to his financials, and that's when things started coming together. They found that recently, this father had taken out extra insurance policies on his children, and that the amount of money he stood to collect from the death of his children would be enough to pay off his debts. Recently, he also increased those amounts shortly before Halloween 
to about $60,000. That's what he stood to collect if his children were to die. During their investigation, they also found that this father had been going around to different companies looking to purchase cyanide. At one store, he jokingly asked them how much it would take to actually kill a person. Police now had their suspect, and they started to look at toxicology results. What everyone feared turned out to be true. The pixie sticks were laced with cyanide. The father of the children had a master plan to murder his children, lacing their pixie sticks with cyanide and poisoning them to their death. The youngest child, the daughter, she never ingested her pixie sticks, so she survived. But the oldest child, the son, Timothy, he would die from cyanide poisoning. During the trial, they were never able to figure out exactly where the father bought the poison or that he actually did buy the poison, but the circumstantial evidence was overwhelming. With witnesses remembering him asking about the poison and his financial debts adding up, the jury took a short period of time to deliver their guilty verdict, sentencing this father to death. While in prison, this father was dubbed the Candyman, a nickname that he would take to his grave. According to a forensic psychologist and private investigator, Joni Johnson said, poisoners as a group typically lack empathy, evidenced by the premeditated nature in which they kill and the cold calculating strategy they often use. Poisoning is also an instrument for someone who is kind of cunning and sneaky, not somebody who is going to be physically or verbally aggressive they are more likely to be polite, behind the scenes, and as a result, they tend to fool people. And that's exactly what the topic of our podcast did on June 3rd, 1975. After deliberating for less than an hour, a jury convicted him of murder and sentenced him to death. On March 31st, 1984, just after midnight, the topic of our podcast was executed by lethal injection. As a crowd of demonstrators gathered outside the building, some of them were chanting trick or treat because the topic of today's podcast was Ronald Clark O'Brien, the Candyman Killer, October 31st, 1974. Because now you know the rest of the story. I want to thank everybody for listening. Please go to iTunes, Apple Podcast app, write a five-star review letting everyone know that you enjoyed the Derek Izzy Show. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. Go to the Derek Izzy Show Facebook group. Join there, post your comments, and enjoy the show. Until next month, good day.